0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys. And take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Every week on Jordan, Jesse Go, we take a look at the legacy of Genghis Khan and his Mongol horde. They're murdering, uh, de- crop-destroying... Treasure (laughs) Treasure plundering.
2: Wait, were they cannibals? You know, Jesse, I'm starting to have second thoughts about the topic of our podcast.
1: Really? One, we don't know if (laughs) Genghis Khan was a cannibal or not. Right. We're not experts on Genghis Khan. But are we- But it's fun. It's like the Gilmore Boys. Are we lifting up-
2: Yeah, Are we lifting up a a monster? Mm -hmm. Are we salaciously pouring over this guy's life week Mm -hmm. in and week out only to be, you know, and obviously we're doing this, you know, kind of under the umbrella of, you know, history, facts, learning, curiosity. But at what point does it become salacious? At what point are we just saying? Well, I think at the
1: point where I lose my love of lifelong learning. Sure, and Lord knows we can't have that. That would be be a tragedy on par with any of history's greatest tragedies, such as Genghis Khan's possible cannibalism. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) why don't Uh why don't we turn (laughs) over uh, that was when he was crossing the Alps I think (laughs) sure yeah Yeah. (laughs) on elephant back yeah how to Uh, get those elephants up the
2: Alps that's a period honestly that whole period of history is kind of shady
1: also where did he even get a fiddle much less fiddle while Rome burned I I think he carved it out of human bone after he (laughs) stripped the flesh from it with his (laughs) teeth Mm, I like this um (laughs) So that was my impression of Genghis Khan. So cannibalizing, a, a, one of his enemies or one of his friends. You know, I think instead of instead Vladimir Lenin, instead of going
2: back and forth about who he may or may not have eaten. Yeah. Why don't? Yeah. Why don't we turn over a new leaf? Uh huh. Could have been Trotsky. And pick a new, and pick a new topic. I mean, obviously that's something we're going to have to workshop you know, talk over with the board. Right. Uh, you know, focus group.
1: So- We're Right. Have, Brian's going to have to write a lot of new grant applications.
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously that's a process that's going to take a lot of time. So for this week's episode, mm-hmm. instead of, you know, pouring over the deeds of a monster and, you know, potentially
1: lifting him up as an example-
2: Right. Which I know a lot of, you and I both don't want to do.
1: A, cl- a lot of kids turn to our show for heroes because- Our country is short on heroes, especially with all these athletes forgetting to stick to sports. Exactly. Um,
2: So why don't we do this? Mm -hmm. While we're workshopping the new format, while we're, you know, while we're asking – while we're workshopping the new format, why don't for this week as a placeholder, let's just have a kind of an aimless rambling chat Mm -hmm. with um, an author and or podcast
1: host. Like a trial balloon. Like the balloon that Genghis Khan took over All right, house. all
2: right, all right. Uh-huh. We're done. We're done with Khan. <laughs> Got it. Khan's out. Got it. Something else is in. Uh-huh. But for now, we're just chatting.
1: Well- But Khan's out. Great news, Jordan. Yeah. I'm willing to go along with this idea. Mm-hmm. And we're being visited mm-hmm. by not just mm-hmm. a writer, mm-hmm. not just a memoirist, mm-hmm. not just a novelist, but also an acclaimed storyteller, which is a sort of less funny stand-up comedy, and the host of The Moth Podcast. He's probably met some of those gritty policemen from that show. <laughs> His name, Dan Kennedy. Hi, Dan. Ah, uh, hello. You ever meet any of those gritty policemen from The Moth Podcast? <clears throat> yeah, I've met some gritty policemen from The Moth They've got stories. I'm a little,
3: I'm sort of... Freaked out because I was—I uh, got an email. I was booked on because we, uh, you guys, host a podcast about Genghis Khan,
1: right? But we've decided now you're switching format. Sorry. No, this week, this week. So in the past, our show has had a strong theme and a reason for people to subscribe mm-hmm. to and listen to it. Mm-hmm. This week, we've decided to jettison that uh, and just focus on the the, the little foibles. Of middle class, straight, white, Mm -hmm. cisgendered male life in the first world. So we're going to do, this might be
3: a first, like a podcast whose theme is three white guys yakking.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, ideally, we'll remember stuff from our childhood, talk about like a new fad that confuses us, something from Nickelodeon. Yeah, sure. Yep. Complain about reboots. If we really
1: wanted to do this right, Mm -hmm. and I like your idea of three white guys yakking, Dan. Mm Mm-hmm. What if we added a yak to the mix? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Sure. Or some yak. Mm-hmm. As long 1990 slang as, for malt liquor. As long as the yak or yak <laughs> doesn't have a perspective that's too different from ours.
2: Right. Mm. Because I want my references to be understood by you guys. I want you to get where I'm coming from and have similar problems. And I don't really want to have to, like, you know, like, consider somebody else's experience. So hopefully this yak or yak <laughs> can be coming from a similar place, kind of growing up on a coast and, mm-hmm. you know, around the same time.
3: Sure. I feel like it's one of those things where we could, we could do a couple and see how it feels and, and we could have that discussion offline if the yak's not working out. Great. Mm-hmm. Sure.
2: Yeah, just kind of bring, the, rotate them in. Don't like, don't like promise them a spot.
1: But right. Just can I like, tell hey, you a problem that I have? Sure. The, the yak won't talk to me. Outside of the context of the show, mm, sure, he refers me to his agent okay that's
3: arguably professional though, yeah, <laughs> especially for a yak <laughs> well, like, I, I feel like that's an animal trying to come up to speed with it's not what is I should
1: explain on. it's not an entertainment agent. This is a <laughs> curd agent i don't know what the oh <laughs> fermented curd oh for right, yeah, do they eat fermented that? butter, fermented they... butter agent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they he make focuses that. on Mongolia. He was originally referred to me because this used to be a Genghis Khan podcast. Right?
2: Sure. I mean, oh, I right. can see how that would. Here is my problem with the yak. Yeah. It's that sax. <laughs> this yak. <laughs> this yak's always playing this sax, <laughs> yeah. and he starts in, and this this—and it seems to be the only song he knows. Yeah. Uh, and when that music starts, uh-huh. I can't get a hold of myself. I just got to run from a gorilla. Uh-huh. I just got to run from a gorilla.
1: We've been doing this weird bit for a long time.
3: <laughs> I do feel like it'd be a great time to talk about my upcoming children's book, The Yak with the Sax and a Sack. <laughs> sure.
2: oh, this is a oh, seamless segue. Wow. It's going to
1: seem like we did that whole thing just to talk about the mm. book. Yeah, yeah, well, let's talk about my porn parody, The Yak <laughs> <laughs> and a Sax. But the Sax is like, Right, that classic <laughs> porn style yeah. soft
2: sax music.
1: Yeah. This does for uh, that yaks?
3: fucking. The fact that we're talking about saxophones really does lead to sort of a a thought that I had on my way over here. Yeah, what's Here's that, the Dan? Thing. Here's the thing about Jordan Jesse Go. Yes. Have you noticed this? About Jordan, Jesse, go. Probably
2: no. not. We don't consider yeah. the show. We don't give it <laughs> any we thought. Think about it before or after. <laughs> Frankly, I don't think about it during. Sure. In
3: the, in the boxes of research that I walked past to get right. in here. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I wonder if this isn't observed in that work. Um, so there's there's there are you two sitting with microphones. And then there's a third person. Here's what I've observed. The third person is like, hang on, let me get a piece of that wave, like, all the time. They're like, you're being funny. Ah, I'm coming in, I'm being And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to keep trying to come in and be funny. I'm going to do – I'm going to basically be a Muppet jazz musician (laughs) on the
1: episode.
3: And I'm going to sort of do this, like, Steely Dan flatline laid-back guest to bring, like, a new – See, I'm already doing it. Yeah. Oh, the, no, like, I, I like... Right
2: I, see, did you see how to, chill it got to, in here? Did you to, see, like, our postures all changed?
3: Yeah, so I'll pause that long between things. Like, I'll go... But the reason I want to do it is to bring a new... You know, dynamic.
2: Whoa. Wow. I loved that pause, by the that way. That was really powerful. That was... Thanks. My You're chair really, turned into a hammock. Room. Thank you. Uh, but, so, I a couple of questions regarding your chill. One, I noticed, I think... I don't know. In the history of this show, you might be the first guest to ever do the show while pounding a Red Bull, which you're doing. How do you feel like that's going to affect your overall levels of chill and steely daniosity?
3: Well, I sort of learned a long time ago that Red Bull for me is a little bit like, I think, Ritalin. It just improves my focus and kind of calms Mm, me down. Sure. It sort of matches my internal speed with how I perceive the – speed of the world happening and i kind of lay back
1: like cocaine with donald fagan and steely dan <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that yeah i don't, I don't know, know, if know that's that. r.i.p yeah. can't say that for sure no right. we can't really say that. <laughs> hard yeah. to say
2: um Okay, so you feel like the bowl's evening ya, evenin you ya out.
1: Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. Now, how do the sweet and sour Skittles that you were eating work?
3: How does that fit in? I don't there? know. That's this weird system I've done since about 2009. Those or... are
1: new, by the way. Yeah, I know. Those sweet and sour Skittles are new. They replaced General Tso's mm-hmm. Skittles. Yeah, which were huge. Yeah. Sorry. Um you know,
3: I don't know. I've had Skittles and Red Bull for a long time. I always get a sugar-free Red Bull. And then as a sort of as an addict, I'm like, well, if it's sugar-free, I got a little room to move.
4: Sure. <laughs> let's, get
1: some, let's get some candy, too. Why not? This is, this is what's being discussed right now at AA meetings across this great nation. That's, right. <laughs> that's what you got. Room to move is the – that's the 11th <laughs> – that's the that's the famous 11th step. What? 11.5. What yeah.
2: you got there, the Red Bull and the Skittles, that's a 7-Eleven speedball.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: It might be. It might be right.
2: <laughs> yeah, but so this is a that this is a normal kind of thing. Thing you can operate like this. Well, full yeah. of Red Bull and Skittles. Yeah, I don't do it a lot at home, but when you're on the road, when I'm on the road, because yeah, because you are not. You're not from here. You're visiting from elsewhere.
3: Yes, I'm visiting from elsewhere. Also, I think this is a thing. I realized on my way up the elevator that uh, I do this. Red Bull – I always get sugar-free Red Bull and Skittles when I hang out with my sister. If we meet up somewhere uh, and uh, she lives in Northern California and, and the times we've met up places, it's always like a hotel room where we play like you know board games and <laughs> try to like have this – Relationship with each other. Sure, yeah. Family moment of like playing you know, some new trendy card game and then – Yeah, uh, you want to play
2: a little – Settlers in a double tree. Yeah, well, if you want exactly. to reconnect with a sibling, exactly.
3: play some Settlers in a Double Tree. And then I and then I always get. We always have Red Bull and Skittles, but then it occurred to me I don't think Trish ever has Red Bull and Skittles, so I have a problem.
2: That's, <laughs> I, well, that's what they say if you're doing it alone.
3: Yeah, and essentially I am. Let's yeah. face it. I just said I'm doing it alone do
2: you, in, in hotel rooms. Dan, yeah. do you do you hide Red Bull and Skittles around the house? You
3: know, I I I don't. I don't hide the cans, but I'm I'm keenly aware of how much is left in this one. Sure. You know, right. That's all I'm thinking about. Gotcha. Right. Yeah,
1: I'm planning about when I'll enjoy the last of it. You've got your hand in your pocket fondling your Price Club cards <laughs> so you can head back. That's the place to get uh, a case of Diet Red Bull is Price yeah. Club.
2: Do you ever fuck with a monster or a rock star?
1: No,
3: and there's something – I don't know why, and, and uh, it's certainly not – like I'm not trying to – pool rank on those people that enjoy those two beverages but there's something that always reminds me about being in a tough spot living next to a lake with a lot of algae (laughs) about (laughs) each of those you know what i mean
1: Uh
2: uh-huh i don't know what maybe only maybe maybe the only the only bright spot in your life is an inner tube based activity yes maybe sure
3: yeah. Okay. Kinda, I don't know why, but I always feel like that. I'm always like when I see the monster graphics
2: and the- Yeah, and there the, are just there are like... like aesthetic problems to drinking them. Whereas, you know, like a reasonable person can carry around a Red Bull can, especially a diet Red Bull can where the graphics are a little more muted. Yeah. But yeah, I understand like like, you know, not wanting people to judge you for carrying around a giant, you know, camouflage can-
3: also, this weird thing where, like, why do why do those those beverages look like the kind of tapestries you would win at a carnival or at the state fair? Yeah. Sure, do you know what I mean. They're like why they're, do they
1: look like a promotional Guns and Roses mirror? Yes.
2: I think these. I think all of these products are pitched at the same sort of person.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The thing that baffles me the most about energy drink marketing is not why Monster Energy Drink pitches itself with uh, like some sort of uh, Uh, Radioactive Dinosaur Attack theme, Mm -hmm. it's why is the theme of uh, Red Bull's advertising a combination of sponsoring extreme sports and European-style animation? (laughs) Sure, yeah. Yeah. Like something from a Danish animation festival is what they're putting on television. something you would see at
2: Spike and Mike... In uh-huh. 1994, not sick and twisted. No, standard. Standard animation. Yeah. Something you would see along alongside a Don Hertzfeld. Yeah, sure.
3: Um, yeah, it's might, like being the target, but it makes sense to me. That yeah. makes sense. That Works. seems Doesn't it seem It feels logical? right. Yeah, like if we drank a half case of this, don't you think we'd all be going like, dude, we should do some cool animation thing. Have like, you? <laughs> and, then, and then like in the same breath, we'd be like, and I'll a fuck- bet you 100 bucks I can jump that part of that lake over there <laughs> on an enduro motorcycle.
2: <laughs> no, I mean the two thoughts do go hand in hand. They kind of do. Um, also, I wanted to ask a question regarding your chill. We We did some talking before you came in. About you wearing your uh, rainbow brand flip flops, mm-hmm. whether or not you were going to wear them to the record, because I noticed them at Max FunCon. Yeah, Max FunCon East. Um, I wondered you were wearing them. I was wondering if you were doing a bit where you <laughs> wore rainbow brand flip flops, but these have become a part of your lifestyle.
3: Something really weird happened right before Max FunCon East where I just. Uh, there's kind of a larger
1: story to this. I don't know if I'm really ready to. Talk about it, but we got a place. Sure, I can't help but notice that you have some notes in your hand. And our rule is, if you're going to tell a story,
3: <laughs> no notes. You know,
2: Jordan, we have we something. have a we have a space here. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Safe space. Uh, no, it's a judgmental space, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. the one we all grew up in.
3: Yeah, Ernie yeah, harsh. Mm-hmm. The one thing I wanted to come here today and discuss with Jordan in particular yes. is we're. We're all storytellers. We, uh, sure. it's in our DNA. Sure. We right. sure. narrative.
2: Yes. Um, yep. like the caveman point. who scribbled on walls. Yeah. Yep. And also, uh,
3: I gathered also gathered around from, a campfire. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, I don't know if you've ever, have you had umami?
2: It's like the fifth <laughs> flavor. <laughs> yeah.
3: But it's more I, of a flavor. Sure. It's, it's, just, it's also a you just,
1: mouth. You just learned that thing. Thing. Right. when you went to the burger and place.
2: You didn't know that before. No, Go ahead. Really good
1: point.
3: But I want to sort of move on from all that and. Sure. Talk about get into
1: this story. we got to get into this story. Yeah,
2: stories,
1: narrative.
2: I live for this stuff.
1: Uh, I work in advertising.
3: (laughs) Can we just say one sort of thing before we move into the next, whatever we're going to do, is that when I'm gone, and I wanted to say this on record on the podcast. Please. Mm -hmm. Celebrate my life. Thank you. (laughs) Don't be
2: sad. Make it a party. Okay.
1: Should it be the ceremony? (laughs) Quick question. (laughs) If you could characterize the ceremony, would you say you'd like a religious ceremony (laughs) or something more...
2: Spiritual? Sure.
3: Thank Spiritual. You. Yeah. Spiritual.
1: Energy. Yeah. Energies. Yeah. We're all made of energy. I don't know what is. Is it... that the soul? I don't know what a soul is, but I know that a soul oh. is. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, you had every opportunity to know what a soul is because
3: you were locked in your in law's cabin, evidently, with a <laughs> book of nothing but what souls
1: are. Yes. But
3: you chose so to read many. something else entirely.
1: <laughs> so many. I want to clarify this is something that came up on. On the show recently, I and I felt bad on this show, on this program. Mm-hmm. I read Mark Twain at my in-laws' cabin because of the shortage of books on the bookshelf. There's a variety of books. Some of them are children's nature books from the <laughs> early 1970s. Some of them are books about what happens after you die, written by people who died and came back to life. Sure. And Who Moved My Cheese. <laughs> and also Who Moved My Cheese, which I did read on one of my first trips to the cabin. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> who was it? Uh, so, okay, hold on. Spoilers for Who Moved My Cheese. I want to know. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> it was the butler all along. Ah,
1: yeah. uh, sure. <laughs> the moral of the story, it's a business book. The moral of the story is you should be so rich you have a butler. Mm. So That's a good philosophy. I should try that. I want to explain. Uh-huh. My in-laws... My wife's parents enjoy have, reading. Have both died and come back. <laughs> they enjoy reading and books. Mm-hmm. And they they, are, they would not be likely to read a book written by... But this is Uncle Charlie's cabin, mm. which and Uncle Charlie, I've never been able exactly to pinpoint who Uncle Charlie is. He's not my wife's uncle. He might be... I think he is maybe my wife's grandparents' uncle. So this is a cabin that suffers from uh, the economic principle of the community, the tragedy of the commons. This belongs to so many relatives all at once that no one brings a book to put on the bookshelf except for very elderly Catholic members of the family who only read large print books about people who have died and come back to life. So I just don't want anyone to think that I'm insulting my relations, sure. all of whom are literate people who who love a good read. They don't even own a television, probably. <laughs> but you can take it. Well, they have far. the one. They have the one. Yeah. That they used to watch documentaries. Yeah, documentaries on
2: Netflix. hmm So, Dan, yeah. let's talk about these flops. Yeah, Yes so, so, oh, maybe, so maybe I guess and i I'm wondering if rainbows are kind of even kind of a regional thing that we need to explain to people
3: well, I think we do because uh you're from mission Viejo yes, I'm from originally Orange county mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the I, home of Mission Viejo, uh, known worldwide, as the sure. home of Mission, Mission Viejo, Orange County. It is, yes. yeah, yeah. It yeah. Is? Uh-huh. Oh,
2: okay, I thought it was in San Diego County. It's close. Ooh. It's close. That's not. That's not. That's not an unreasonable thing to think. It's not right. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh,
1: similar vibes. Yeah. Acc- yeah. Similar access mm-hmm. to the Irvine Spectrum. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, you know, I've been out of the out of uh, the Mission Viejo Orange County Loop and Newport Beach Loop for a long time. Uh, and I've been living in New York and uh, I was recently – maybe like a year ago I was in L.A. doing stuff and I drove down to Newport Beach and Laguna to see some old friends and uh, and I didn't have any flip-flops. I just had all this <laughs> New York City bullshit shoes. You got like these eighties. black Converse. Yeah. And uh, so – I went into this surf shop on 15th Street by Fry's Market, and I was like, this place will have some cool sort of – I know, the, of,
1: I know the place. place right? Yeah, right, right on 15th Street by Fry's? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. The, good, the
3: good fries. Yeah, the good fries. And I went in there, and she said – and I," and there were these flip-flops. This will make me sound really uh, super old, but they were like $53 or something. And I was like, who pays – like flip-flops to me seem like a thing where you go like – Should I give you money, or should do you just want this can and the rest of these skittles? Right. I mean, yeah. And I mean, mean, you'd
1: have to. To be fair, you'd have to give a few cans. Yeah, Yeah, a couple (laughs)
2: cans. Yeah. So anyway, well, I think this is probably a place. You know, I think you have when you're paying for something, you have to consider how much am I going to use this, right? And I think probably the area you were in, and given that store, you're gonna. The people going in there are going to spend a lot of time in these flops. Yes, you're right. Um, right. You know, and you want to flop. A Nice flop, you can dress it up, you can dress it down. Uh-huh. Do yeah. I have a wedding? Do I have a funeral? <laughs> yeah, if what you're do? in
1: Laguna, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. you got to look at the situations where those flops yeah. are going to be worn because, yeah. of course, you're going to spend a lot of time at the beach. Yes, then you got movie theaters, right? Weddings and funerals, yeah. sure. You Bus- need something, business meetings, you need a sex- plane to kick them off on, sexual situations, <laughs> sure. <laughs>
2: sexual <laughs> yeah, situation. yeah, you're going to want to grip the flops between your toes. This yeah. is
3: exactly uh, Why? graphic, graphic nudity. nudity. The salesperson pitched these. Flip flops, adult me with dialogue. That, that same list. Mm-hmm. She was like, "I know you're thinking these are just flip flops, but should I bring to mind sexual situations? Sure, blah blah blah, adult blah, blah, blah.
1: dialogue.
2: So, um, teen smoking. So, I, I, <laughs> are we just <laughs> saying things that could get a PG thirteen rating? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I so I bought them. You she bought goes,
3: them. "They're the most comfortable things you'll ever wear." And then I walked, like, three blocks, and they were the most painful things I've ever had on my feet in my life. Like, my toes were hurt. Like, the thing between my toes, you know, I was like, God damn. I was The webbing. Yeah, I was telling Maria, my girlfriend, I was like, these are, like, the fuck, like, these are, it's, this is requiring, like, focus. Now I'm pissed. Like, I can't walk very far because he's really hurt. So they were the most painful flip-flops for the longest time. But then finally, a year later... They suddenly got comfortable. I don't know what happened, but you worked, sud- a,
2: you worked a groove in there.
3: I worked a groove in there, and I was like, I have to leave now to go to Max Fun Con East. And I was like, I'll just throw these on right now. So I walked into Max Fun Con East mm-hmm. in like an alpha t shirt with a really long beard and rainbows
2: on. Yeah. I mean, he, you looked you looked downright sagely.
3: Yeah. I felt the problem with that whole sort of vibe was I didn't have any advice to give anybody. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't finish the the deal.
2: I think just like you know, in that situation, all anybody is looking for from a guy who's wearing rainbows and Alva T shirt and has a long beard is they just want someone to remind them that Eaton ain't cheating. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Jordan, you have, for years mm-hmm. now have yes. been a Chuck a boot and Converse sneaker man. Mm-hmm uh for the most part but there was a time when I, con- I haven't worn converse in years Oh really? And I have not. I, I, What's a sneaker shoe that you'll a wear? A Vans. A Vans. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. And, Small distinction but But there was meaningful. a time when you received uh if I remember correctly like flip-flop shipment. Oh yeah, no,
2: the the uh the rainbow flip-flops were um Yeah, no, they were a point of a point of pride mm-hmm. uh, because the mm-hmm. factory is right there in Orange County. Really? Homegrown. Yeah, you go to you would go to the factory to get them. It wouldn't be something you could just get at a – I feel like we're talking
3: about rainbow flip-flops like as much as we would talk about Blue Apron.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just go to the Rainbow Factory, <laughs>
1: use offer code JJGO there's and get 10% off. There's someone like in the off. department just going, when the hell did we buy this? This is great. Yeah. Right. What about – well, there's also Brazilian flag
2: flip-flops. Yeah. Those – I mean those weren't – I mean these were – you know, the, there was local pride around rainbows, right. definitely. So, yeah, my mom would uh, would occasionally at college ship me a new pair of bows.
3: Really? Yeah. I like that you referred to them as Orange County church shoes in an email. Yeah, I did.
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Literally. I mean.
1: Is, um, it, is, it that, is it something about the – is it like too tight until you wear it in?
3: I don't know. I don't. I really. I don't know what happened. I mean, th- to be honest with you, it wasn't that alarming to me. Not to sound like too laid back and too jazz and flatline. But I find most of the world <laughs> to be something that's kind of painful until I break in it.
1: You. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you finally, finally your body matched your natural mental state. Yeah. Which was an anguish discomfort. Yeah, that's right. And always Until out. you have broken it into a sort of
4: routine.
3: Yeah, then suddenly, you know, that one day where you're like, oh, wow, I'm kind of in the pocket with this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's been like a decade. I kind of feel like I, yeah, I've yeah. settled into yeah Now I'm cool
1: you know my roommate mm-hmm. mike in college uh he was a he was and is a profoundly barrel-chested filipino man mm-hmm. with enormous calves the most muscular <laughs> calves you can imagine just the muscles he was had a lot of muscle he was a, mm-hmm. a short guy but with giant muscles giant chest sure. like a german weightlifter and did you say he's... He's barrel. How did you describe Mike? Bar- barrel chested and with enormous calves. Wow, like a Tolkienian dwarf. Yeah. Wow. And uh, Mike, he was he was very very he very passionate about the type of flip flops, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is not atypical in the Filipino and Filipino American communities. But he also was a real shorts Nazi, Mm. which is to say he refused categorically to wear long pants. And he wasn't from, like, to be clear, this was like an expression of cultural pride that had to do not with where he was born and raised, Hayward, California, uh, which is a, you know, it's not a cold place, but neither is it tropical. Right. Uh, It was just a sort of statement of identity. Actually, the I am a shortsman. Yeah. Hayward's official slogan, by the way, is neither is it tropical. (laughs) It's not a cold place.
3: Neither is it tropical.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Tom Hanks went to college here. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like uh, people's passions about resort wear can become very intense. Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, Dan, also, I noticed
2: you've ditched the beard since we last saw each other. I did. That was a real. You looked real pretty in that
3: thing. I really liked it too because I don't really like this non-beard guy. I
2: know, I don't like this different, it's a different guy. Yeah.
1: The, the other day I was at uh, KCRW radio station in Santa Monica, oh. and they do this thing where if you go through there as a guest, they'll take a Polaroid picture mm-hmm. of you and post it on the wall, mm, and cute. have you sign it. You know, and uh, our friend Nick who works there, he's like, "Oh, you know, here's here's the one that they took of you that one time," and uh, uh, Khalid, our Production fellow was here. He's he's only known me for a, a month or two. He looked at the picture of me without a beard and laughed scornfully. Wow. <laughs> a man in my employ wow. whose paychecks I signed, metaphorically. Wow. Laughed scornfully. Active scorn, not passive scorn. He essentially pointed and laughed at past me wow. without my beard. I thought, that, that, sir... <laughs> that, sir, I said, a step too far Sure mm-hmm. Isn't it comforting, though, to know that <clears throat> we
3: won't all be working for him? That's a future? good point, mm-hmm. yeah You know what I mean? Like, so often, that young people are just so whip-smart and put together That
1: Right, like, sure we're all gonna I'm going to be begging this kid for a job yeah, but I know that I'm going to take him down I've got him in my sights <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get ready for fire, Khalid What was the, de- what was the decision
2: to Beard Ditch?
3: I just sort of thought I was a. It was a. It was a painful thing, but I was like, "Do you? I'm between projects. Do you go into big movie studios looking like? Let's face it, you just stumbled out of your A-frame in the Catskills with a really long beard, mm-hmm. uh, and you're coming in. Do you have an like, A-frame
2: in the Catskills?
3: This is like part of the bigger story about the beard. <laughs> okay. Yeah, shits. Kind of so you crazy. live in a
2: converted IHOP, then. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and and so I thought, like, I don't know if mm. you can walk in. I was like, I think you can if you're Judd Apatow. You're you sure. Know? If you've had right. if you've had those hits, then mm. you can you can walk in with it, whatever you want. But I was like, yeah, I think you kind of have to. Maybe she. I don't
1: know. You got to keep it clean, and you got to offer the skittles around. You can't keep a hoard them for yourself. (laughs) Yeah, you can't offer the skittles around. Would you like some skittles, sir? Would you like some skittles, sir? Would you like Mm -hmm. some skittles, madam?
2: Dan, I'm kind of I'm thinking about this a lot as well. Uh, I uh, I have some I have some not certainly not big movie studios, but I have some 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 pitch related things to do in the near future, and I am thinking a lot about how I present. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I think you hear a lot of different. There's a lot of different schools of thought on how you're supposed to walk into one of those rooms and like what vibe you're supposed to give off, which kind of flip flops you're supposed to wear. Yeah, sure, rainbows, Brazilian.
1: You know, bows, bows. Yeah, don't leave the rainbows in the bungalow. <laughs> don't you don't don't leave the bows in the low. I thought you. I thought for a minute that maybe <clears throat> bows made like a noise canceling flip flop. Oh yeah, <laughs> great for airplanes. Yeah, um, slip them right off
2: you know i uh a uh, someone was telling me recently that uh a a a prominent uh female writer said that other female writers should uh, go into that room and swear immediately so you know so you so you show them that you're down uh-huh. let everybody know that you're down uh, i once uh, had this guy in my kind of orbit <clears throat> he was like the friend of someone i was dating and she was a crossfit enthusiast and he and so all a lot of her friends were crossfit enthusiasts so this guy that i went on a lot of like group hangs with was this giant like uh like culturally irish guy uh, oh wow so he you know big guy pale red beard uh no hair bald in and red beard yeah big red beard covered oh. it, and covered in tattoos that looked like tribal, but if you looked close, it was nerd shit. Uh-huh. Wait, like it wait. was. And is this guy the executive
1: in this in this mm-hmm. story? No, no, no. Guy?
2: So this is just the guy. This is just a guy I
1: had to like hang around. This with. is oh, okay. this is incidental to the story. He just yeah. He was a remarkable looking man and was worth a, a few moments of description. Sure, I see. Um, I just want people to picture this guy. Right. So You're like painting a picture with words. Let me explain. <laughs> audio
3: church I'm sorry I was so highly disoriented for a moment. I don't know what happened. I it's got the like, mix wrong with my Skittles. And it's like
1: someone is whispering in your ear, mm. painting a picture mm. with words. Oh, like so many cavemen. Driveway moments.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Documentaries on mm. Netflix.
1: Yeah, sound rich. Um, Crunching leaves. <laughs> so this guy... Protesting in a foreign language. This guy... So this guy had a look,
2: and he had a pretty successful career writing movies that weren't Sharknado but were kind of like Sharknado. Oh, wow. Uh, like something where like Nazis would fight an ab- abominable snowman. Oh, wow. And, you know, had a pretty good
1: – had a pretty nice little niche for himself. So in that movie, the good guy is the <laughs> abominable snowman. Yes, so You're He's more of an admirable, admirable snowman. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Sure. Yeah. An American snowman.
1: Yeah. Um, a yes, we can tea. Mm hmm. Sort of a yeti. Sure. Uh, yeah, that, that works. Yeah. Yeah. Probably should have stuck with admirable snowman. <laughs> no, that was good. You know, he so got promoted guy. after he beat the Nazis to admiral. Admiral, <laughs> admiral, admiral, admirable snowman. Yeah. He was a barrel.
3: Chested Filipino. Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: remarkable. you're thinking of a different guy. That's a whole different beard. guy.
3: Yeah. My college roommate Mike. I'm f- I'm Frankensteining the two yeah. of them. Um.
2: So so, the, so right, okay.
3: This guy had this remarkable red beard situation. Yeah. It's the giant, these
2: massive tattoos that when you look closer. Yeah. You're it's like, like hey, oh, it's that's a Zelda it's a glyph. A okay. Tardis. Yeah. Um. And he his his advice to me about pitching was that he went into every meeting oh, with God. two oh, hairless Egyptian cats sitting <laughs> oh, on his
1: shoulders. No. Yes, he had these things no. and he
2: fucking brought them places. Seriously? And his thing was like, yep, I bring them to every meeting. And I fu- and uh, he's like, and I, you know, and he's like, and I've sold everything I've ever pitched.
3: Right, and what, is, what have those
2: projects been again? So these have been things that air on the Sci-Fi Network late at oh, night. Geez. So... <laughs>
1: He and I are. But I mean, that's not a bad career. No, that's
4: absolutely career.
1: not. It's Please, an I do, do. Do yes. Does, for one right. thing, for one thing, it pays well. Yes. For another thing, it doesn't require talent. Sure. So that's a great combo. Do you, does a
2: does a megalodon need to fight a croco snake? Talent's I can come gonna, up with a scenario. Talent's not
1: going to hurt so it. So this but,
3: guy, he brings those cats and carriers. He has
1: right. He gets on the lot. And then he, he mounts them on his shoulders. Do you have shoulders? to get it? Do you have to get a Do you have to get a walk on for the cats? Yeah. Yeah. To, oh, to yeah. Get them just on like, the walk? right.
2: The yeah, the guy at the gate. He's like, okay, I have you. Yeah. I have your name, but I'm I i do not have two. All
1: the cats I see here have
2: hair. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that is really. I mean, it's tough enough just to be like, oh, I wonder if I have time to get a bottle of like a coffee or a bottle of water, and then walk over there. Mm-hmm. Like, let alone going like, ah, oh, fuck. There was no, there was a one parking space on fourteen through twenty eight. Okay, finally I got it. Okay, mount up the cats onto my shoulders. Yeah, where's the commissary? Is there a commissary? Fuck it, let's just get water there. I think Wait, they need water too.
2: Sure. Yeah. Like, and they sunburn. It's me? hot. The cats burn. They don't have hair. Am yeah. I gonna have time to lotion up my cats?
3: You know, what I'd like to interview. I'd like to interview those
2: cats. Yeah. Sure. If cats could talk. I guess I need a. Th- <laughs> I need a. Th- <laughs> That's need a boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, if cats could talk. That's the name of the latest moth anthology, right? <laughs> yeah. If cats could talk. <laughs> <laughs> Stories of <laughs> the cats. Who have been made <laughs> <who> have <laughs> to been. accompany their <laughs> agro fun. owner into pitches. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, I get that if this guy goes in like that with the cats to pitch his, like, Talky dramedy, right? Maybe the cats hurt him, right? You know, so it's project dependent. Certainly, right? Right. If
1: it's a sort of James L. Brooks type, right? Yeah, social sure. comedy, mm-hmm. sort so, of.
2: So if it's yeah, yeah. what do you do? yeah? So Spanglish it's like, oh, my parents, too. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I want to tell the story of my parents. They were college professors in the seventies. You know, right. like that. Right. I
1: think your right. Your whole deal. But what about this? I want to tell the story of my parents. They were hairless cats from Egypt. Yep. Sure, yeah. And then you bring in those cats, it really makes it vivid. Uh, makes well, I
3: can see them. The writer has a connection to the material, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got those things on his shoulder. I would like to do a moth anthology called If Cats Could Talk. And then I think we could have Jordan's story about meeting this guy. Yeah. And then we did a show in Santa Monica the other night where... Uh, Bruce McCulloch from Kids in the Hall tells an amazing story. I don't mean to laugh, but it's painful and funny about having to put the family dog down.
1: Oh, oh no. Yeah. I won't oh give boy. you spoilers, yeah. but
3: there are, there the are surreal, hilarious spoilers in the impact that this has on his family and on their celebrating Halloween.
2: I imagine Bruce McCulloch is a man with many stories.
3: Bruce McCulloch is a man with he, – he, yeah, and he, he can – amazingly navigate the line between comedy and tragedy, which I did not know.
1: Can I ask you guys a question? You think when Bruce McCullough is at parties, he tells the story of the time he was at San Francisco's Sketch Fest and Jesse Thorne brought him a Biggie Wendy's meal on mm-hmm. stage so he could put it in a blender and drink it? It's almost all he talks about. Yeah. I That's think. what I
3: figured. I heard that like five times the other night. Sure. Yeah.
2: Like – Al Bundy talking about scoring the touchdown at Polk High.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, four times you heard that story, and then once the story of Must Love Dogs. Mm, sure. Did he direct Must Love Dogs. I don't know. I think he directed Must I think Love he is, Dogs. He has.
2: Yeah, I think he does have a a, a, a couple of, like Janine Garofalo.
3: Right, rom-coms like rom coms.
1: I don't. His-
2: I don't think you can have
3: to. I don't. Wouldn't do, Jordan. You know what? I would just. What? I would just be yourself when you. Yeah, talk I should probably to just be because, myself. Like, you're a writer. You're a performer. You're not. I mean, if you, I feel like to some end, like this would be a good prank show called Pitched. Like people come in just doing insane shit that makes you freak out as an executive and roll your eyes. Like I think people. That would be a good prank show. Like all of a
1: sudden someone comes in and they just – Because you get the reaction of the executive rolling his eyes somewhat. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: That's right. It would be yeah. a really low-key prank show. Yeah,
1: It would be some
3: guy with a fucking pet on his shoulders yeah. and then another person rolling their just eyes. Just an executive and go to
1: commercial. sighing mm-hmm. and trying to decide whether this job is better, where mm-hmm. he – he works on real shit, but he has to mm-hmm. – he doesn't have that much creative input and he has to put up with this bullshit. Right. Or before when he made 30-second TV spots and he got to write them and direct them. And so mm-hmm. that was sort of creative, but, you know, it was really brand-driven. Yeah, yeah. And, and you and we kind of somehow, see that play out across yeah, yeah. His, his eyes. <laughs> that wouldn't be anything external we could
3: shoot. But if we just had a long shot of him sitting still, uh, we could imagine maybe that's what's going on in his head. I yeah. have a real gift for prank shows. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's
3: why we booked you here, buddy. You sure. Know what happened regarding appearance? You're speaking about the way you think you present yourself. Yeah, sure. Yourself. What happened to me the other day was a very weird uh, situation where I, coming from the OC mm-hmm. when I was little and uh, whatever, I didn't wear – pants for a very long time sort of like mike
2: right. you were a shorts man i You're was just a short dick man. right out there mm-hmm. <laughs> i was a
3: shorts man oh got it yeah and and uh i even had a girlfriend for two and a half years Whoa. one time i finally wore some pants when i moved to new york and she was and she stopped and she was like oh my god i don't think i've ever seen you wear pants wow
1: yeah and you I had was, a girlfriend yeah did hey you guys, did you guys yeah. kiss
3: doing mean, kiss no but yeah okay sorry but yeah. that's i sorry don't be
1: gross jordan i'm sorry It's a
3: girlfriend
1: we weird about it we talked about
2: <laughs> our feelings
1: she's a great girlfriend hey dan yeah. i think somebody's <clears throat> never had a girlfriend <clears throat> don't
2: razz me guys it's jordan i'm waiting it's jordan. to find yeah. a, girl some, a girl who, who likes <laughs> to be around me <laughs> yeah. it's it's tougher than you would think so Dan, so
3: I met some I went to meet um a friend of mine who's a producer on Sunday mm-hmm. in Venice for a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And I said and then I talked to my manager. I don't spoiler alert. It was Phil Spector. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> that's not true. And then and then and then I spoke with my manager on the telephone the next day and I said Hey, I I got to uh see Mike on Sunday in Venice for uh a bite to eat. And he said, Yeah, yeah, no, he told me. He called me before and asked if I thought you'd be wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like <laughs> And then uh and he said, But I you know, I told him like I don't I don't think Kennedy's a shorts kind of guy. I think he's still like an all black kind of guy. Right. Yeah. And uh, I thought, that's so weird. So so I have this whole different – they don't know I was ever a shortsman.
2: No. I think that you've di- – I think you have – and it always surprises me when you mention that you grew up in Southern California because mm-hmm. I think you have effectively ditched the vibe pretty much.
3: Yeah, I think maybe.
2: Yeah, from, in favor of a kind of a cosmopolitan A-frame yeah. <laughs> kind of deal. Yeah.
3: Well,
1: yeah. I don't know. There's yeah. not there's yeah. not a lot of A-frames in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You have to put in a cash offer. I mean, realistically, sure, yeah. cash offer. you've got to show them you're serious at the open house and put in a cash offer. You be very competitive. Yeah.
2: And say, I don't care. This thing used to be an IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> If if there's some leftover boysenberry syrup hanging around, I'll take it. Oh, oh, glug glug. So good. Glug glug You're baby. Scared, yeah, you got to drink really got to right drink now. raw boysenberry syrup. Mm-hmm. I when we used to go to IHOP as a kid, I would like cook the blue boysenberry syrup. <laughs> I would, yeah. I would bring a, s- a small hot pot. Uh-huh. Uh no, I would put a little bit of each syrup on my pancakes. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: That's like a trip around the world.
2: Regular. That's called boysenberry, a... strawberry, and butter pecan. That's called a suicide. Ooh. Yeah. To mix all the an AM up. suicide. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't mean to brag, <laughs> yeah. But lately, I've been putting caramel sauce on my frozen waffles. Mm. Really? Yeah, that's called doing breakfast right. Yeah. Butter it up. Pour some caramel on there. There's no like, like an quality ego? at all. Well, what happened mm. is I ran out of grape nuts. Mm-hmm. I love grape nuts. Yeah. I don't know why. They're sort of a trial to be endured every morning. Sure, yeah. yeah. But um, I love grape nuts and a As a heron will eat gravel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to... A pregnant woman eats dirt from the backyard compulsively. I... What's, That's that, a real what's thing. that from? That's a real thing. That is not a real thing. That is a real thing. thing. This a thing? Deleted scene Brian from Garrett Aaron mother. Women eat dirt. Google that. <laughs> My wife has a parenting <laughs> podcast. Oh, right. So. I, Brian. E- so, to Google it and then search for it on Pornhub <laughs> and see. Just show us. I want to compare what the search, what the search is. It's called Pica, says Brian, and it's real, huh? So, who does it? Pregnant women. All they're craving minerals that are found in clay, huh? <laughs> I love, I love how you
3: say that with like a professorial indignity.
1: <laughs>
5: yeah. Pregnant
3: women, they're craving
1: You're really making my corduroy curl. Mm. So <laughs> he's gonna, those, <laughs> the patches are gonna pop right off his elbows. He's so mad. So I eat grape nuts for breakfast, sure. but here's the problem: I don't like other breakfast cereals. I don't want, I'm too confused in the morning to cook myself breakfast, mm-hmm. even eggs. I don't have the time or the, I'm just too. Who has time with today's busy lifestyle? Pure. Exactly. Oh, the storytelling. <laughs>
2: Peak, peak TV. Peak TV, exactly. Golden age. So,
1: uh, Golden course, Axe. You got to beat Golden Axe for the deep, sake of Genesis. Deep dives, sure. <laughs> I have a lot of. I get really into deep dives lately. <laughs> deep Dish from Pizzeria Uno. <laughs> sure. It all takes time. Yeah. So, I'm too confused in the morning to cook, and I, I don't like other breakfast cereals such as Panda Puffs. And so. What the fuck's a peanut <laughs> butter? It's like a peanut butter corn cereal. Mm. Really? It's like
2: a puffin. Yeah, it's like a
1: puffin. Does so okay. that come from
2: Trader Joe's? Yeah. I
1: knew it. Yeah, of course it does. <laughs> 1-800-SHOP-TJS. tjs mm-hmm. They sponsor. To find the one near you. This The sponsor we've been chasing like our first high for <laughs> yeah <laughs> 10 years of doing this podcast. So uh, the, the problem, though, is when I run out of grape nuts, I, it, they don't sell it at Trader Joe's. They don't sell it at the regular grocery store by my house. I, I, have, to go, I have to go to this Smart and Final <laughs> that's sort of on my way home from work but not really. And it really takes a while. I like heard
2: that's where you go to save time and money shop like a
1: pro. Yeah, that's okay. exactly yeah, right. Is that yeah. true? Are you well, Is you you that where you to go to there save time for and money shop like a pro? Giant jugs of Windex, mm-hmm. but it's nice to be able to get an enormous thing of grape nuts too. Smart
3: and Final sounds so
1: dark to me. Sounds so <laughs> it's, Yes, it's like right. Like the EP
3: that Trent Reznor put out. Are you I'm looking for no a out. solution? A it's Smart <laughs> and Final
2: solution? <laughs>
1: Was it after Uh.
3: quotation marks and before smart and final that you did that soundtrack? (laughs) That's what I feel like you could ask Trent Reznor.
1: (laughs) I uh, I I have been I like I've I've gone to Target Mm -hmm. to buy uh, great shirts. Because I just I need the Grape Nuts, and they used to have it on Amazon. You could used to have it mailed to you, but they can't mail it to you anymore. How so, come? What's, why is that? I don't know. They just stopped having it. I guess just people don't like Grape Nuts enough. Okay. I tried generic Grape Nuts, which they had the like, na- whole nature style, natural Grape Nuts. From the company that makes the what interracial you? friendship cereal, grape nuts any more natural? You know the interracial friendship cereal with oh, the two yeah. old women, Kashi. Yeah. Those Good people make friends. grape nuts, and it's horrible. It is horrible. And I had to buy like five of them on Amazon to find out how horrible it was because it was the only grape nuts they had there. So I go to Target. They have the whole cereal utopia at Target. Mm-hmm. Target, there's a forty by twenty foot wall of cereals. Okay, every cereal you can imagine. You know what they don't have on that fucking wall? Grape nuts. So I'm freaking out over here. I'm like, I drove all the way to Eagle Rock to get some Mm -hmm. fucking grape nuts. Okay? I ask an employee. She points me toward the adult breakfast area. Oh, (laughs) Oh, sure. Yeah, grape nuts not with cereals. Brian, go on Pornhub uh... and search adult breakfast. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) steel just just search for image results. It's easier to search for steel cut oatmeal. (laughs) Just go ahead and search for steel cut oatmeal. So what happened is I did not have my grape nuts, and I was just standing there in the kitchen at breakfast. And I was so tired and hungry. And I take this migraine medication right now that, at times when I would normally be somewhat tired and confused, it leaves me extremely Mm -hmm. tired and confused. So I am just, I am so like cross-eyed in trying to figure out what to do. I'm like opening cabinets and drawers at random, looking for things. I'm like, "Mm, are Doritos breakfast? You know, like looking (laughs) different, like whatever it is. Could I eat an egg without cooking it? And Is there a banana around? I should have just had a banana. Yeah, but I'm saving the you're banana. Not thinking for... that way, though, in the in the in the in the no, yeah,
2: I'm months. applying
1: a kind of a rational yeah. mind to. Yeah, this. I mean, you're trying to be what Genghis Khan in the Alps. All right, all right, no contact. So I I went for my wife's frozen waffles, which are my wife's indulgence. And then by the time the Lego brand, or is this the Trader Joe's Toasties or whatever? This is a Trader Joe's brand, but it is a buttermilk style. Gotcha. By the, time it was, by the time that toaster oven went ding, I had decided all full steam ahead, damn the torpedoes, four sheets to the wind, let's lather some butter on there and pour them with caramel sauce. Mm-hmm. That was my solution. Wow. And it worked great. I bet I felt great for about forty minutes. Then I was a disaster (laughs) the rest of the day. But still, it was good. Put a dessert sauce. I was like, "What's maple syrup? It's the same as caramel sauce. It's just a thick sugar juice." Have you thought about maybe dunking them in a little magic shell? Oh God, I
2: love that. Coat a waffle
3: in magic shell.
1: Maybe some of that marshmallow spread. Sure. Anybody oh, else want to great. share? Is there anyone have a burning desire? No, we have to take a break. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. We've got a sponsor on this week's program, Jordan, Ooh. the folks at Stitch Fix. Hey Jesse, yeah. you know how we have the
2: beloved slash foolish tradition of writing slogans for our sponsors that they didn't ask for? Yeah, I got a doozy. Okay, the Stitch Fix. Right. Should we explain what they are? Yeah, let's so get... explain what they are, and then I'll I'll unveil the new slogan for our beloved advertiser.
1: Okay, Stitch Fix is an, an easy way to look better. Stitch Fix Men is the new way to shop for clothes. It's simple. You go, you answer some questions about your size, what kind of style you like, how much money you want to spend – a stylist picks out clothes for you, and then they deliver them right to your house, and you only pay for what you keep. I, I did stitch fix, stitch fix myself and
2: had a blast. It was a lot of fun. I got some really good clothes, uh, some things I wanted, some things I didn't. Uh, sent the stuff I didn't want back. Kept the stuff. Uh, looks great. Fits amazing.
1: Free shipping uh, both yeah, ways. Stitch Fix is great. So, Jordan, you said you have an idea. Yeah. I'm... I'm willing to listen to it. I've come up with a lot of great ideas. I don't sure. mean to brag, but mm-hmm. I know that you've got a lot of great ideas. You're a professional creative, is mm-hmm. what they call it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just you know, and think is this about... something that we're going to be billing Stitch Fix for later? Is this a free service that we're providing to them?
2: Uh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna have them pay me in belts. Got it. <clears throat> okay.
1: So I mean, Could you shopping cl- for clothes. Clear your
2: throat because I don't want you to get a frog in your throat while yeah. this. There's some singing involved. Got it. You know, it's a real hassle shopping for clothes sometimes. Right. So you know what I say. What? When a problem comes along, you must stitch it. Yeah. I like
1: it. Stitch Fix. Stitch Your, fix. Source, your source, source for unlicensed <laughs> jingles. Yeah. Not only is
2: this, not only is this uh, an a... A slogan they didn't ask for, but it's parodying a potentially expensive song.
1: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Get started now at stitchfix.com slash jjgo. You'll also get 25% off when you keep all the items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash jjgo to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash jjgo. Our thanks to them. I also want to give a special thank you to two Jordan Go listeners, yeah, so months ago mm-hmm. I talked about how I was trying to replace the sign uh, at my cabin mm-hmm. uh, which says wanda 's chalet mm-hmm. um, because Wanda is apparently several owners ago. <laughs> no one remembers Wanda, yeah, um, and it 's a weird name it 's not a chalet, uh, but that 's what we have to direct people to if somebody 's coming up there and. I keep getting overwhelmed by all the options on Etsy and stuff. Sure. So I was like, doesn't somebody who listens to Jordan Jesse go, isn't someone like a woodworker and just wants, can I just hire somebody I'd that listens to this? be
2: shocked if not.
1: So not only did someone email me, actually a number of people emailed me, mm-hmm. but two people were so kind as to actually make signs for Coco's Cabin mm-hmm. for me. Um, one of them is Josie Morway. Uh, Josie is a professional fine artist. Mm -hmm. Um, but she also occasionally works as a sign painter. So she was like, basically this is what happened. A nice man named Pat Mm Doherty emails me. He says, Hey, I'm not a sign maker, but I do woodworking as a hobby. I'd love to make something for you. And I was like, great. I'll pay you some money. I'll cover all the costs. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. And he made me an amazing sign, like the greatest sign. And then this woman, Josie Morway, emails me. She's like, I am a professional fine artist, but I've also worked as a sign painter. I could make you this other kind of sign. Mm. And I was like, "Uh, yes, that would be amazing. Yeah. She made me. Check out Johnny Two signs over here. Both of these signs are so beautiful. And Pat... I'm just saying thank you to mm-hmm. because he does not do this as a, his profession, mm-hmm. uh, but Josie is a fine artist and you can find her on Instagram at Josie Morway M O R W A Y and the sign that she made me I think you can probably mm-hmm. you can probably drop her a line if you need somebody to paint something for you sure uh, but uh, in addition to her fine art mm-hmm. um, but the sign she painted me is so beautiful both these signs are so spectacular and I was like what an amazing what a wonderful Thing to have happen, like there's just these nice folks. I didn't have to deal with Etsy. Just send send them send them some thank yous, and I just so thank you both of thanks to both of them so much. I'm so grateful to both of them. They both just made something. Both of them so far outstripped my hopes and expectations, and made the most wonderful thing. So I'm very very grateful to them. Thank you very much. Let's get back to the show. Yes. <whistles> Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm sorry. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) There he is. Now, Dan. Dan,
2: Yeah. You were mentioning off mic Mm -hmm. that... Because of your new chili, chi, I was gonna say I was gonna say chill and steely Dan at the same time, and it came out as
1: Chili Dan <laughs> because of your Chili Dan vibe. <laughs> That's my Steely Dan yeah. cover band. Yeah, we only play Chili cook-offs. <laughs> <laughs> um, we believe there should be meat in chili, which is very ooh, sure, yeah. Well, it's a regional thing. Meat it's in a ch- regional our th- thing. Our things are meat in chili and jazz in rock music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, hey, this next
3: one's called Black Cow. By the way.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Speaking of black cows, there should be
3: meat and chili. Mm. <laughs> yeah, One,
2: exactly.
4: One,
1: two, three, <laughs> four, <laughs> um, five, six, seven. Because of your new chili. Chili dance songs are probably in seven, all right? Yeah. sevens, probably. They're three over sevens. <laughs> yeah, probably like,
2: yeah. <sighs> I love time signatures.
1: Yeah. Interesting ones. Mm. Third, seven, seven beats to the measure, third note gets the beat. I was listening to some interview recently
3: where someone said, like, "Well, you know you can thank Stravinsky for changing everything because up until that point, everything was eight for eight by eight, right, eight to the bar and eight to the measure. and I was like, I just want to start saying that, yeah, in parties, be like, you can thank Stravinsky for changing that
2: mm-hmm. yeah. hear that, just everything. like whatever music is on, yeah, yeah. you know used so to if it's be eight
1: to the bar and eight to the measure.
2: you have Stravinsky to thank for
1: that. I also yes. like Steely Dan. Is another thing you could add to that mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. passionately so Dan, in the break, you mentioned, and we've talked a little bit on this mm. this week's program about your new persona, yeah dan you're known for yeah. being for bringing a, a chill Southern California vibe yeah. to this mm-hmm. show and an right. offbeat sensibility where you really pick and choose your spots and you stretch into them
3: yeah, yeah, i don't want to be uh constantly trying to cram three notes, you know, into like the one quarter rest that I hear between two funny guys.
2: It's the remarks you're not making.
1: There you go. However, you've saved up a few remarks that you would have made had you not been so chill.
3: I would let listeners know that, you know, the sort of like flatline jazzer Dan
0: Mm -hmm.
3: uh, could have said some uh, pretty sweet little... Predictable riffs about making that podcast money when you were talking about caramel sauce. On oh all.
1: right, yeah, mm-hmm. making that yeah. podcast. Sure, very affluent. You're putting caramel on waffles. You see, you, know s- you do notice that I'm snapping instead mm-hmm. of applying.
3: That's mm-hmm. that's in honor
1: of Jazzbo Dan. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> then you wandered into that Trader Joe's, you know, and the sort of four-four time signature. Dan was like, "Oh man, boop, boop, look pa. out! Let me get in on that." Then I was like. But right. I, I was like, eh, let me lay back. I don't need yeah. to make some Trader A Joe's. lot
1: of people have been to Trader Joe's. Other folks haven't been to Trader Joe's. Yeah. It's just not meaningful to them. Yeah, exactly.
3: Right. What were you going to say about Owned
1: Trader Owned by Joe's? a German supermarket conglomerate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Wow.
3: I like that everything you're bringing to the table today is a sexy Filipino or Bavarian or
2: German.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very
2: arousing. Yeah. Well. I'm aroused. You're welcome. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I think- the listener is too. I think so. Yeah.
1: I, I think anytime understand. I talk about my college roommates' calves, people are gonna get hard, wet, or whatever is their pleasure. Sure. <laughs> there should be a I think
3: there's a little icon on iTunes for those episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the calf is just a little
1: well-defined calf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Warning may feature calves. Impressive power lifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um we got some calls? Yeah. When something momentous happens to you. We ask you to call us at 206-984-4-FUN. That number is 206-984-4-F-U-N. It's our segment, Momentous Occasions. Let's take a listen to the first call.
0: Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. Hi, assuredly awesome guest. This is Megan from Pennsylvania calling with a Momentous Occasion. So it's the end of the workday, and I get on the elevator to go home. Uh, it's a little full, not packed, but full enough that I'm I'm probably less than a foot away from the coworker behind me who is drinking an iced coffee from Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. Uh, everyone is making small talk and chatting, but I don't hear anything out of the ordinary or especially funny. When suddenly the woman behind me does a literal spit take all over my back and hair she's absolutely mortified and everyone in the elevator is just laughing so hard uh, including myself because come on it's, it's pretty funny but yeah it, it feels like an almond and definitely felt momentous so there you have it a coffee spit take all over me i am wet and sticky and it's gross thanks guys bye
1: i liked your voice I liked her delivery. I liked her pacing. I was concerned she might have been using notes. Mm. Mm. No I'm notes. What I'm concerned mm. no about
2: is, was it a nice coffee or was it a Dunkin'
1: It's also a concern. Yeah. I mean, I would like to have known what Dunkin' Donuts cold beverage it was. Are you going to make the investment? We're doing Shark Tank, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are doing Shark Tank. Yeah, I will put up fifty thousand dollars.
3: For 79% of the woman who spits on people.
1: (laughs) Okay. Is she what's on offer or the woman who was spat upon? Is that what's on offer? I don't know. This is why I never follow her. Is this a story marketplace? Yeah, it's hard to tell which guy. I keep investing. I think I'm investing in the gadget, but Mm. I've invested in the problem that the gadget Mm, is supposed to solve. Yeah. Guys, I, I don't, I have, I literally poured my entire retirement fund into difficult to open jars. Guys, I'm out. I'm putting all my money into an energy bar made from crickets.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Good. Uh, food out. of the future. The food of the future manufactured by depressives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The uh I I like this uh this story as you know, we're natural storytellers <laughs> sure, it's in yeah. our
2: DNA. Right, yeah. Right.
3: Um, so let me just uh, tip over my rain stick here while I tell you what I loved about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a certain
1: ambiance. Um Shoo-a-wa. Can we talk about this later? I'm wow, doing wow, my daily pages. Wow, <laughs> you.
3: Um, first of all, your guys' energy is great. Thank um, you. <laughs> and your auras are wonderful. But mm-hmm. um, I just wondered what was so funny that the woman uh, spit all over the other woman. Also, am I a monster? Because I, I picture myself as... Not being charmed in that situation,
2: yeah. Not
3: being like, if I were, if I were this wonderful uh, young woman who called in with a momentous occasion, I think I'd be like, oh, get this, I got a momentous occasion. I'm in the fucking elevator today. Sure, I had to start my yeah. day
2: covered
1: in fucking Dunkachino. Yeah, guess why? Because somebody was listening to something funny in their earbuds. Yeah. The I'd be like, I'm wearing my new band collar linen popover, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this chick behind me who's drinking a fucking I don't know what it was. I don't even know what type of Dunkin' Donuts drink it was. That's how disgusting this situation was.
3: Right, but apparently it's real funny to everybody when yeah, like America runs
1: is... on Dunkin's. Well, mm-hmm. Dunkin' runs on to my new popover. Yeah. And I'm not talking about a pastry which I've dipped into coffee. <laughs> this is not about a pupuseria.
2: No. Do you think? I love pupusas.
1: She as was you know. she was lo- wa-
2: looking at that vine. Mhm. And I know vine isn't around anymore, but People have uploaded them to YouTube, and there's still places to watch Vine, right? right, right, right. Vine comps, yeah. right? Um. <laughs> Vine
3: comp.
1: uh, you know, save that for save yeah. that for your sci-fi movie page.
2: Yeah, <laughs> put sure. Two
3: bald cats on your shoulders, and yeah, that.
2: Listen, listen, it's being smart, sponsored by the Smart and Final Solution yeah. called Vine <laughs> Comp. <laughs> um, do you think she was looking at the classic vine, Back at It Again at Krispy Kreme? Oh. Where yeah. a guy holds up a Krispy Kreme hat to the camera, says Back at It Again at Krispy Kreme, and then there's a hard cut to him doing a flip and kicking over a Krispy Kreme sign. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I think you should just that. You should just walk into a room and pitch that.
2: Yeah that what's the movie What's the movie of that? What happened yeah. after? Why did he get so good at flips? Yeah. back at it again.
1: Again, begs a backstory. Sure. Yeah, Kevin Hart's already attached, and we've only just <laughs> talked about it on a podcast. It hasn't even been put out yet, mm-hmm. yet. It's not even public yet. This podcast. Um, so I can see if that
2: was what she was watching that yeah, yeah, that's yeah. perfectly a, a perfectly acceptable thing let
3: me ask you this do you think the caller really was do you think she really did laugh because she had this moment she had this line in her call where she goes she goes and I was laughing too because hey you know let's face it it's funny and it was like it was like
2: a pained yeah, laughter not sure. I noticed that
3: as well yeah. and you
2: know and I, and I think she's one of our listeners she probably has a good attitude she probably has right. a great attitude am
1: I the only one of your listeners that just tweets depressing shit at the the morning, <laughs> dependably yeah, no, you're one of the most dependable depressed tweeters there is. <laughs> no one no one can spin depression in to Twitter bronze like you,
3: Dan. <laughs> Holding solid at nine thousand followers because all the others are standing back terrified. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, you know, it's sort of rotating. You get about a 1,000 at every month. They're like, well, it's too much for me this mm-hmm. month, and they check out. They do. They, they seriously do. A new 1,000 check in. Um, Yeah. No, I, I
2: – yeah, I think I, I was also detecting a little bit of I wanted to fucking unload on this person, but you know. I'm <laughs> such a goddamn sweetheart. Yeah. You know, and I have to work with these people. So I get it. It's a mm-hmm. coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. Not the worst. Not the worst. No,
3: it's not the worst. But I do want the caller to know that it is okay to be upset.
2: God, I, want, I just want to watch that fucking Vine so bad. I got it again at <laughs> Krispy Kreme. Anyway. Kicks this Krispy Kreme. Have you guys seen the Vine? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen really? it. Really? No, I haven't. You haven't seen the Vine? Oh. We got to watch the Vine. Anyway, we'll watch the Let's take another call,
1: and then we'll watch the Vine, and then we'll end the show. Okay. Let's take one more telephone call. Okay, I just want to. I just want to explain what's going on mm-hmm. here. Yeah, Jordan started talking about this vine. Mm-hmm. Brian's not really listening to the show. Right, right. he's got half an ear tuned to mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. he's got to know when to disrupt it with over loud laughter. Sure, he hears about this vine, of course. Oh, everyone who heard about this Vine, both at home and in this room, know, well, sure, your top priority is not going to be listening to the rest of the podcast. It's going to be watching this great Vine. Sure, back at it again at Krispy Kreme. So, Brian, of course, he jumps right into the Vine. He forgets about his further responsibilities in this segment. Frankly, almost his only responsibilities Mm -hmm. in the entire show, firing off these clips. He reaches okay.
3: over, he keys some more random laughter on an early 2000s MIDI controller like yeah. an Oxygen 8. <laughs>
2: sure, yeah. He, yeah. And then he
1: accidentally hits the Austin Powers button. Right. And then he watches the Vine. We hear it briefly. <laughs> he pauses it real quick. Mm-hmm. Then when it, his, his job comes back around, he's turned off the volume because he didn't want us to hear that he was watching the Vine.
3: This is real. It's got to be hard on the heels of, of having a Polaroid of pre beard Jesse laughed at. right mm, when we were Sure. There. Yeah. This is like two incidents. Yeah. My people
1: are betraying the me. Indign- like, like, the indignities. Like Genghis Khan's people all did. All right. At the, no at the peak con peak talk. No con talk.
3: Are there incident reports left in the file? Are there blank ones left?
1: No. No. I used all the incident reports. <laughs> well, we take the last call. Yeah. We'll watch the
2: vine. Yeah. We'll wrap the show up. Great.
4: Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. Uh, this is John from Cincinnati, and I just finished listening to your 500th episode, and I just wanted to say, um, Anna, uh, darling, uh, yes, I will marry you. Thank you so much. I love you so much, darling, and and even though I think it's silly uh, that you went back and listened to every episode, Jordan, Jesse, go. Um, I, you're amazing, and I love you, and... I'm glad that we have this show to share and I hope that we can continue sharing it for many years to come. Uh, Jordan, Jesse, I, (laughs) I really appreciate your, uh, your thoughts on our marriage and, and yeah, we, I was wondering how we would, uh, as Jesse put it, memorialize this occasion and, and leave it up to Anna to find an, an awesome way to, to do it. Um, I reckon we'll be giving you all a call when, um, we do finally make it official uh, with the marriage, and, and, and now I have you guys' with support that we go ahead and go down to the courthouse and do it. Um, we'll see what happens.
1: I would uh, one final writing.
4: thought I am, as a practitioner of Garaba, I'll now have to find a, a new thing to abstain from. Thanks, guys. Bye.
1: John's finally going to get laid. Yeah, hell
2: yeah. Yeah, when he said he's going to call us after they make it official. Yeah. I mean, is that when they sign the document or when they, they
1: engage in the physical act Sign of that love, document. They consummate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. yeah. Here's my concern for it. Was it Emma? I believe. I don't know. Anna. Don't. It was Anna. Anna. Here's my concern for Anna. Mm-hmm. Don't trust John from Cincinnati. He's a one-season <laughs> wonder. Sure. It doesn't come to anything. Yeah. It seems intriguing at the beginning, and of course.
2: Why don't you call that nice Billy
1: Treme? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if you have a momentous occasion, 206 984 4FUN is the number to call. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan and Jessica. <laughs>
2: Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor.
0: Judge John Hodgman ruled in my friend's favor. Judge John Hodgman
2: ruled in my
3: favor. I'm Judge John Hodgman. You're hearing the voices of real litigants, real people who have submitted disputes to my internet court at the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I
2: hear their cases. I ask them questions. They're good ones. And then I tell them who's right and who's wrong.
4: Thanks to Judge John Hodgman's ruling. My dad has been forced to retire, one of the worst dad jokes of all time.
2: Instead of cutting his own hair with a flowbeat, my husband has his hair cut professionally. I have to join a community theater group. And my wife has stopped bringing home wild animals. It's the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. Find it every Wednesday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Judge John Hodgman.
5: La, 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 la. Shirts, stickers, patches,
2: posters, tote bags, aprons Sure, you might have some of these things already But do they rep your favorite Max Fun shows? We've got brand new items in stock at MaxFunStore.com So why not stock up on gear that shows off the podcasts you love? MaxFunStore.com It's good stuff, we swear
5: La 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 la
1: It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris Boy Detective. Dan Kennedy with a nickname. Dan What do you have to plug? What can we plug for you? I don't wanna we already talked uh, enough about the power of storytelling, so let's leave that. We out. really have. Yeah. We really have.
3: You know, I think I think all I want to
1: – A lot of executives listen to this. Should we just plug buying Dan Kennedy's pitches? You know, I think, you know, yeah, you
3: should just plug buying my pitches or, or as happened this week, going back to a book I wrote years and years ago and deciding it should be a movie. Let's see a little more of that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's wonderful. That's – this is a very unique way of plugging something. Going, oh, you know what? No, you know what? I've been through here. I've sold the things. Now let's talk about you buying the things. Like, that's a pretty interesting way to pitch.
2: But, I mean, I, th- pitch. I think the modern film industry, so much of it is about building buzz, like getting people talking about something early. Yeah, you know, social right. media. Sure. We know in 2021 – there's gonna be an Aquaman movie that'll probably be bad, that's but right. we got to get us pumped for it now in twenty seventeen that's
3: right, and I'm so turning that on its nose by saying the things that came out years ago are now finally getting attention. It's a backwards sort of time machine pitch
2: that's great I could I think you could also pitch backwards time machine by the way,
1: you could, yeah, and uh, I mean, not that many people are using their time machines to go forwards anyway. Yeah, no. you want to meet Christ? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you gotta
3: meet Christ. I'm picturing you saying this with two bald cats. Yeah, your body on your shoulders. Also, let's—I'm—you I mean, know—I'm going to plug. I'm going to plug being laid back a little
2: bit. Oh, so maybe so if like know. if we have some stressed yeah. out listeners or some people who are yeah. like. Kind of like alphas, yeah. Like don't I had make, gonna... some
1: cherry coke earlier, so it's not going to work for me. Oh, that's okay. That's all right because you can
3: always reset your day, and there's always tomorrow to be more laid back. Yeah, and not constantly be on the beat. You know, yeah. don't play on the beat. Play behind the beat a little bit. Sure. Oh, you know Wow. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. jazzer Dan Chap- talking Chap- to you.
1: Uh, ooh,
3: ooh, there you go. Uh, ooh, there you go. Uh, ooh, <laughs>
1: You can thank Travinsky ooh, by up, way, up. for even making that
2: possible. <laughs> thanks, Travinsky.
3: And plug my Twitter where you know how everyone's saying funny stuff who's saying mildly
2: depressive stuff. Yeah, Dan
1: Kennedy there NYC. Dan Kennedy NYC. Uh, Dan, I I've said this before on Jordan Jesse Go. There is not a Twitter on the on the entire Twitterverse I get more pleasure from mm. than the Dan Kennedy Twitter. And some of it is a lot of it is because of the b- brilliant wit that you display on the show is say 70% I mean on the on the tweets 70% brilliant wit and 30% just basically a kind of schadenfreude like a sort of like there but for the grace of mm, God sure, feeling yeah yes that I get yeah. from some of your sadder tweets
3: yeah well I think I think you're going to see a, a real new vibe too from laid back jazz Dan really yeah I think that's going to affect the feed so Has- I'm excited oh, wow. about hashtag
2: that. hammocks Hashtag five o'clock somewhere. (laughs) yeah.
3: Hashtag don't leave the rainbows in the bungalow.
1: Hashtag flip or flop. Yes, please. One of each. One of each. (laughs) Thank you very much. Take that, Brazil. Mm -hmm. is, Is this
3: episode 501? This is episode 502. See, that's where you want to come in. That's where laid back behind the beat guests yeah,
2: want to come in. Yeah, you're you know, fine. If you, like, you, can, I, 502. you can pick up on the inside jokes from Context Clues, man. Yeah. You got to pick up on Context Clues. You know, I love you guys.
3: Yeah, like thanks, Dan. We love like you. the hugest, hugest highlight of being in Los Angeles whenever ah, I'm shucks. here. shucks.
2: Oh, thanks, love, Dan. We love yeah, you, too. So much. And, of course, dinner at Spago. Yes. <laughs> Two things about visiting L.A. I
1: love, I got, I got to see Wolfgang. Mm-hmm. I've got to see Wolfgang. <laughs> what will he put on a pizza <laughs> now? Corn <laughs> blue corn
4: <laughs>
3: I did get to have charcoal and salt potatoes that you cut in half and put three drop eyedroppers of black vinegar on what? yeah, it was at insane. a restaurant
2: yeah my, where my, I, and it's called inkwell uh-huh oh, the guy from top chef it's mm-hmm. his place. so you're applying your own eyedropper.
3: They bring you the eyedropper. It's crazy. You know, they go like, these are the charcoal and salt potatoes. And they just look like black, jet black, you know, new potatoes, basically. And there's this, like, volcanic crust on the outside of them. Hell And yeah. the inside is this amazing, fluffy, nice hmm. potato. And they're like, you put three drops of black vinegar. And I was like, hmm.
1: Do they cook them in a real volcano? Probably, yeah. It's probably just one of those fucking... Baking soda and vinegar volcanoes. Oh,
2: probably, oh, yeah. yeah. They should have a oh, yeah. kid had a
1: science fair project. He's like, how can I incorporate this into my uh, restaurant? I don't want to throw it away, but it's hmm. taking up too much room at my house. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe molecular gastronomy has an answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brian Fernandez on the boards this week. And uh, great to have you back, Brian. Always a joy to see you. Um, yeah, if you're a new listener to the show, I, I just – just a, I just want to issue a broad apology. Yeah, just a broad based apology for the program. Try
2: overall. the new crime series, Dirty
1: John. Yeah, it's off to
2: a great start.
1: Ooh, very, <laughs> very, exciting very story. salacious. Oh, oh, get in the car with that producer and let's talk this thing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, two zero six nine eight four four fun hashtag JJGO on Twitter. You can follow me and Jordan on Twitter. Jordan is at Jordan mm-hmm. underscore Morris. Mm-hmm. I am at Jesse Thorne. Brian is at fucking underscore something Brian Storm. Some fucking shit. It's like an AOL username. Maximum dot dot is uh, where you can talk about it on Reddit, or you can join the Max Fund Facebook group. Always a lot of fun there. Um, I want to give a special shout out to Tyrese. He's been back in the news, uh, feuding with his Fast and the Furious co-stars. Sure. Um, Tyrese, uh, we're starting always, to think these are manufactured. <laughs> we're always hashtag Team Tyrese. Yeah. Okay, we are always with you. Who good is he feuding with? The Rock. Boy, don't make me choose. I know. I choose Tyrese, though. Yeah, I do
2: too. Easy choice. You too. The rocks played it's, out. I wouldn't call it an easy choice, but I will. I'm also team
1: Tyrese, but it hurts. I mean, it uh, hurts. But I mean, you don't. I, I I got. I was off. I was off team the rock as soon as there was this. Oh, like would I run for president? Oh yeah, that was bad. Yeah, I'm like ah, oh, that's the end. And then Tyrese told me, said, yelled at me that
2: one time, looking good, my man.
1: I so, know. So that's pretty much right. complete counterbalancing. It's a perfect counterbalancing. Oh, by the way, a lot of people have been asking me over many years who's the new Boof Bonser. Mm. It's Boog Powell. Okay, just so you know, and it's not Orioles legend Boog Powell. It's the new Boog Powell, <laughs> who's also named Boog Powell, but is not related to the original Boog Powell. That's a that's complicated. Yeah, yeah. Don't
4: also don't on send the it.
2: Orioles.
1: Yeah. Okay. No, no, he's not on the Orioles. He's on the Oakland Athletics. He was gotcha. traded there this okay. year. I'm out. I'm not investing. Yeah, you're out. All your money's <laughs> in that on those difficult to open jars. Yeah, huh? that's right. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jessica. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist-owned. Listener-supported.